Coming up on today's Locked On Senators. Ahead of their final game of the regular season, the Sens have made an interesting roster move on defense. And we asked you on Twitter at Sen Central, when was the moment that you knew Tim Stutzla would be a superstar? We give our answers to that and more, and it's all brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Tim Stutzler, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 776 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, please like and subscribe to Locked On Senators wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, and leave a comment below. Today's comment, we want to know, when did you know that Tim Stutzla was a true superstar? We got a lot of great answers on Twitter. We're going to get into that and more. Today is Wednesday, April 12th, and Pilsy, the Senators swapping youth on defense. Jacob Bernard Docker goes down to Belleville, and Max Gannett will get his first National Hockey League game. Yeah, it's exciting for uh, Max for sure that he's going to get an opportunity here in the very final game of the season in Buffalo. And at first, Ross, it was a bit of a kind of surprise move for me. I was like, oh, well, I thought they'd want to see a little bit more from JBD. And I, I wouldn't say he's played poorly here that he's deserved an emotion or anything. But then I kind of took a second look at uh, Gannett's stats in Belleville and he's put up a nice season down there. So I feel like that was the right move for uh, Sen's management to be like, hey, kid, we've seen what you've been doing. We've seen the work you've put in and you're a right shot defenseman. We could use some of those up in Ottawa. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what you got in a one game small sample size here. Yeah, reminiscent of Victor Lodine last year, getting that last call-up yeah. last game. And the reason I bring that up, Victor Lodine has only played in one NHL game. But now that Max Gannett has played in one NHL game, every single member of the Sens 2019 draft class Ooh. has reached the National Hockey League. Max Gannett was a seventh-round pick, 187th overall. And now... You're making it to the show, kid. In Belleville this year, Gannett has 38 points, the most among defensemen down in Belleville. He's played 69 games, four goals, 34 assists, and that's building on last year, his rookie year in the AHL when he had 19 points in 48 games. Pretty respectable numbers there as well. He's a QMJHL kid, played in Val d'Or with the Fourer, the miners down there. Uh, miners, like, digging not in Belleville where he's been plying his trade (laughs) recently, but offensive defenseman 
has a bit of a two-way style. He um, has been mentored over the past two, three years by Thomas Shabbat, who I think has taken a liking to the kid. You might remember not this training camp, but last, Gannett's first NHL training camp, and maybe even the one before, he was paired at the start with Thomas Shabbat as kind of a a carrot dangling. Say, hey, you want to play with one of your idols? That could be fun, wouldn't it? So I think you're going to see a player that's going to come in here, hopefully keep things simple, but then you have to remember what got you here too, right, Pilsy? And for him, it's that ability to see the ice well and hold on to pucks and make the right decision when he's breaking out of his own zone. Yeah, and I mean, uh, a guy that puts up uh, high 30s in points as a young defenseman in the AHL, he clearly has a skill set and he's clearly able to move the puck up the ice. So it's going to be interesting to see where they put him in the lineup, Ross. My first inclination is they'll simply swap him with spots that JVD was at. So on a bottom pair with Tyler Clevin, which I think that could be a nice yin and yang pair. You got Tyler Clevin, physical, great defender, good gap control. And when you need to move that puck up the ice, toss it over to Gannett and he's bringing it up, uh, up for you. So I think that could be a pair that works, but you know, I don't play with, right? Who? The receptionist, Nick Holden. Everyone plays with Nick Holden. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> to play with the Ottawa Senators first, please go uh, contact Nick Holden at the front desk. You'll spend some time with him filling out forms, and then we'll get you on your way here. But, uh, no, I'd, I'd be surprised if that happens. I think um, I, I think he's going to play with Clevin. That's my guess. Okay, I'll, I'll go with Nick Holden just for fun. Cause yeah. <laughs> It would be a great storyline there. Max Gannett is in the second year of his entry-level contract, so he's signed next year as well. And unlike Jacob Bernard Docker and Lassie Thompson, Max Gannett does not need waivers next year. So it's a good free yeah. look right now at a guy who could be up and down as JBD or Lassie. And, and Lassie, yeah, I think we may this may be the, the final nail in the coffin of Lassie Thompson's NHL development in Ottawa I think he's still going to get a chance but you look at when he hasn't been called up since what November he's only played two games this year in the NHL last year he played a bunch more and it seems like Gannett and even I know lefty but even like Tyler Clevin these guys have all kind of jumped him on on the depth chart but that's a conversation for the summer right now we're just happy to see kids get their first opportunity another rookie lap how many rookie hot laps have we gotten this year Pillsy just off the top of my head Tyler Clevin Dylan Ferguson, Kevin Mandelazy. Um, I'm I'm blanking beyond that, but there has to be Levy front. Levy Marilinen, so that's four. Uh, Jake Sanderson in the first game of the season. Yep. I think that might be it. Uh, no, 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 no. Jake Lucchini. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then we can we can really ball out here. Yeah, had Shark Routier played in the NHL before? I think he had. Yeah, in San Jose, he had. Yeah. Oh, people are probably so mad that we're missing some guys right now. We're trying our best. We're trying our best. No, I think I think we might actually have them all here. Ridley Gregg. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Ridley Gregg, yes. Ridley Gregg. And, uh, and that is everyone, as I have the roster now pulled up in front of me. So, you look at Max Gannett, who will wear number 50 tomorrow night. Let us know who you would pair him with. Is it the receptionist? Is it Tyler Clevin? Or... You want to get absolutely wild and put him up with Jake Sanderson. That's not me, but uh, the only other left-hand option up front if you're going to look at the back end. for the Ottawa Senators, but Max Gannett expected to be in the lineup when the Ottawa Senators take on the Buffalo Sabres in what is now 
a meaningless game for both teams. Coming up on the other side, we'll take a look at the playoff picture from Buffalo's perspective or Ottawa's, I guess we could say, because a Sens win and a Buffalo loss on Friday would jump the Senators ahead of Buffalo in the standings. Is that something that for morale you want at the end of the season? Or are you looking at it like, hey, if we finish lower, I know it's not Ottawa's pick, but Buffalo will draft one pick later in the teens. Is that some mental mind games you want to play? We'll get into that and more next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Guys, there is only one game left in the season for your Ottawa Senators. So if you're in the Toronto area or close to Buffalo in Southern Ontario, why not get some tickets? Check it out at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. Game Time is fast and easy. So you can buy tickets for not just sports. Ross, you can go to music uh, events, concerts, comedy, theater, anything like that. They can help you out with killer deals on last-minute tickets. Their best price guaranteed. You don't need to stress over buying tickets. Game Place is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in the head. They'll get you tickets right to the day of the event. They have flash deals on all their events and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And what I love about game time is you can always see the image of your seat. So you know what to expect when you arrive. You don't have to worry about a pole or some weird thing obstructing your view. You can always make sure you're going to love the tickets that you get with game time tickets are sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email or print anything off guys check it out at game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nhl for 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Today's episode is also brought to you by my happy place. It's Shawarma Palace. You know how much we love Shawarma Palace. Ottawa's number one location for Shawarma since 1997. Now, when we were in Ottawa last week, you see every street you go down. Shawarma shop, Shawarma shop, Shawarma shop. But which one has stood the test of time? Which one has the best quality, the most quantity, and the greatest vibes? Yes, they are Ottawa Senators fans just like you. And that's why... You should support your friends at Shawarma Palace. They have nine Ottawa locations. You're never too far away from a Shawarma Palace, whether you're at Bank and Hunt Club, whether you're downtown, whether you're on Rideau Street, really anywhere, you can't be too far away. They even have one in Orleans at the Carleton University Food Court and at the St. Laurent Shopping Center. So go check them out and go get the platter, get the extra garlic, have some fun with it. Or you want a quick grab and go? The wraps are delicious. They put them right on the grill for just enough time that the fresh ingredients on the inside, the salad, the turnips, all that great stuff stays nice and fresh. But the outside gets that crispiness that you know and come to love from Shawarma Palace. So go visit them. Sends game days taste better at Shawarma Palace and also eat like a royal at Shawarma Palace for not the cost of what you get at the grocery store. Go see them today. At Shawarma Palace, we love our friends at Shawarma Palace. All right, Bilzy. 
I'm excited to see Max Gannett. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. And I mentioned this just in passing. So I should say this with a little more oomph. The 2019 draft class for the Ottawa Senators is six for six. Woo. That's pretty impressive. How many off the top of your head? Put you on the spot here with some trivia. How many players from the 2019 Sens draft class can you name off the top of your head? Loading. <laughs> Loading. There you go. Gannett. Yes. Uh... Three others are with the team right now. JBD? No. 2018. Oh, you've got to get one of them. Uh, oh man, oh, this is brutal, dude. Pinto, Pinto. Yes, thank yes. you, thank Duh. you. Ninety-eight games. Da Pinto. He's leading the way. You need yeah. a first rounder and another second, and then the fifth. Who? Else? Well, Lassie Thompson. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But he's not with the team now. No, but the other two are. I said three of them were with the team. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> One's a goalie. Mads was 2019? Mads Sogard. Oh, okay. True, true, true. Yeah. Okay, that's where I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. No, final, final hint. You saw him score a goal on Saturday. Oh, Drew. Well, Wait, no, Julian Gote, not him. He didn't get drafted by Ottawa. Casty, Casty. Yes, sir. Mark Castling, let's go. Oh, All man. right. Ross, it's too early in the morning for me to be good at trivia. I've only got a couple sips into my coffee, so uh, that's a tough one for me. Well, what do you want? I'll, I'll ease into this next conversation. You want to talk some playoffs or you want to talk about Tim Stutzla? Playoffs? <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go Tim Stutzla. All right, we tweeted out yesterday at Send Central. When was the moment you knew Tim Stutzla was going to be a true superstar? We got a lot of great answers. 96 replies to this tweet, and there were some themes for sure. We'll get into them after. But what is your answer, Pilsy? Everybody's dying to know. Yeah, uh, this is interesting for me because I feel like there there wasn't like at least that's standing out to me. I got a terrible memory, so there's not like one thing that instantly flashes to me. So in I'll I'll kind of cheat a little bit here, Ross, but not necessarily a moment, but when we knew that he could succeed as a centerman, that's when I knew Tim Stutzler could become a superstar because though when he was playing on the wing, things just didn't quite seem right. You know what I mean? He wasn't able to skate and roam like we thought because when he was on the wing, I was like, oh, this he's going to be a nice player. Like, he's going to be a great part of this top six. Like, he's going to support guys like Brady, uh, guys like Norris. He's going to support these guys. But then when he moved to center and he figured it out and he was able to not only become a better playmaker, but a better scorer as well, that's when I was like, okay, we got a real superstar in our hands here because this team needed – a top six centerman to kind of combo with Josh Norris. And not only has he become a top six centerman, he's a number one centerman easily on this team. So I I hope that's not too much uh, navigating through your question, Ross. But for me, the moment I knew Tim Stutzler was a superstar is when he was able to become a centerman in the National Hockey League. I think that's a 10 out of 10 answer, Pilsy. I love it because we got a lot of people that said his first NHL goal, which is a beauty. The puck went basically... 
touch God up in the heavens and drop down onto a tee. <laughs> it was like Little League. It was like uh, a mix of Happy Gilmore just stepping into a drive. And, you know, then you get the uh, the fact it goes upstairs short side on Jack Campbell who's sliding yeah. over to the, to the cross. We got that a lot. And I appreciate people who wanted to see it at the National Hockey League level. Could he put the puck in the back of the net? We also had a lot of people that said the World Juniors, where he dominated for a German team that you might remember all had COVID at the start. They lost 11 nothing. I want to say, to Canada, if not worse. It might have been 17-1 to or something. I, I thought it was 14-2 to for some reason. Um, and they had 11 the, players. The hilarious thing about that is I don't know how many players in the history of hockey were uh, rewarded with an NHL contract after their team lost by over double digits in goals. Yes, that night they uh, they said, yeah. you know what, Timmy, let's make you feel better. Here's your signing bonus. Honestly, that's exactly what it was. Like, hey, kid, don't worry about it. You're going to be playing in the show, and you're going to get your signing bonus real soon here. Yeah, check check that out. Uh, the one I replied, just because I wanted people to see the highlight, was his backhand toe-drag pass against Toronto, where they're wearing those disgusting St. Paddy's Day jerseys. But that was filthy. Put it right on a tee for Drake Batherson. You can see that in the replies on uh, on Twitter. I also want to pull up. Um, Mark wrote this great response, and I actually want to read it here um, because it's like yours, where it's not a single. Well, I guess it is a moment, but it's not a moment that happened to Timmy. It's a moment that happened to Brady. Mark saying, and I just want to center this out here because. Uh, I suck at cropping. Here we go. Mark wrote in saying when Brady was named captain, it meant Timmy was never going to have to deal with the pressure of being the franchise savior as a third overall pick. He's free to play his game because Brady looks out for him on and off the ice. You can see his confidence and Brady enables it. What are your thoughts on that? That's a good one because that's the thing. I feel like if, you know, maybe there was more pressure being put on Timmy, we see it. This guy wears his heart on his sleeve in games. When he's frustrated, it's not like, oh, I wonder if Timmy's pissed. No, you know (laughs) Timmy's pissed. He's slamming doors. He's smashing water bottles. He's shaking his head. He's being vocal. He's probably saying some swear swear words that uh, I would be able to translate in German to himself as well. So it's important to have a guy like Brady and have leadership for uh, someone like Timmy so that they don't feel that – the weight of this franchise and every single thing hangs in the balance of their performance. So that's a great answer by, by our guy, Mark P at Gord's take on Twitter. And I forget which fight it was exactly, but you remember the one during Timmy's rookie year where Brady stepped in, got the fight and, and Timmy and he had that moment when he's in the penalty box. And after the game, Timmy's like, I've never seen somebody like, be that much of a beast on the ice and Terry's face was so funny he skates by the box and just like oh Brady (laughs) and Brady's like in his own world and he sees Timmy do that he's like yeah man like this is what I do well and also yeah when Brady was in his draft process and draft rankings coming soon where uh, where one of the quotes was if there's a scrum Brady started it (laughs) (laughs) yeah no kidding Boston University that line sticks out always I love it but yeah I I think that's a very good note and then you could even say that bringing in Giroux kind of takes off the pressure extra on both of them and that line like I'm putting a lock next to that in any premature projectulations that we do this summer we're putting the lock emoji next to Kachuk, Stutzla, Giroux I don't want to see anybody get fancy and try to split them up no no in stone, like get your chisel out, start chiseling yep. that line. Hieroglyphics, just get it in Ooh. there. We're ready to go. 
to be seen for thousands of years to come. Everyone will know Ottawa Senators' top line in the uh, from 2022 forward will be as such. Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutz, the closure. Let us know in the comments what your moment was when you're like, damn, this Tim Stutzla kid, he's legit. Some other great answers. People uh, sent me a photo of Byfield at the draft and said uh, when he put on the Kings jersey, we knew Timmy was ours, and that's when I was bought in all the way. You might remember a tweet the day before the draft, more like Timmy Superstar, according to Locked On Senators. Yep. And uh, the thing the thing with that whole Byfield Stutzla thing, Ross, is – I, I want everyone to know, like, I was so clouded in my vision. I just had Byfield, I thought, was going to be the perfect guy to play with Brady. They're going to bring so much size up front. They're going to be a mean team to play against. I was all in on Byfield. And I think that made me damper my thoughts about what Tim Stutzla could uh, bring to this team as well. And I think I was a little I, – I, I didn't bash Tim Stutzla, but I was definitely more down on him than I should have been. And I'm glad that I was humbled and uh, that I was proven wrong because Tim Stutzla clearly is the guy of that entire draft. Well, I mean, Jake Sanderson might have something to say for it, but uh, as far as offensive forwards go or forwards in general, he's the dude. He's that dude. He is so sick at hockey and only going to get better. He'll be 21 until 2024. January birthday, unreal times ahead for Tim Stutzla and the Ottawa Senators. A reminder that any time that the Ottawa Senators pop into your mind, you can find us at Locked On Senators. New episodes daily, Monday through Friday. And the final postcast of the season oh. tomorrow against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll have a full game day preview of that. But after the game, we'll have the entire postcast crew at Laleem's Martian, Jack Richardson. Both of us will be there. Really um, bittersweet, but we hope that you'll join us. We'll go long. We'll have some fun Thursday night after the Senators take on the Sabres in Buffalo. The Sabres have been eliminated from playoff contention. Jeff Skinner has gone how long? How many games without playing in the postseason? It's been 12 years for the Sabres. My goodness. We'll talk about that next and a little bit extra. You're listening to Locked On Senators. All right, Pilsy. Game 82 on deck. I also want to let people know, by the way, and just because we've been getting a lot of feedback from it online, Sense 40 promo code at farm2forkdelivery.ca is is selling like hockey. It's selling like barbecue season is here. <laughs> yeah, the, the deals are sizzling, that's for sure. And yeah, the weather is beautiful here uh, in at least... Uh- Plus 12 in Winnipeg, and it's 8.45 in the morning. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. It's nice uh, in my neck of the woods in the Blue Mountains as well. I'm sure in Ottawa, it's starting to peak up too. So why wait? Get all your freezer stocked. Get all your barbecue stuff ready to go and enjoy some square hamburgers. I know. Yeah, go check that out. I mean, get this. So it's expensive when you just look at it at once. $400. Guess what? You're set for barbecue season. It comes with 51 items, like 51 items. All you have to do for the whole summer is just shop for your sides. 
And Ross, you get 40, 40 bucks off taken right off the top right away with our promo code. Let's go. Let's go. And the bundle's already down from five twenty nine. So you're you're saving huge on the barbecue bundle. Go check it out. Barbecue bundle. Our friends at Farm to Fork sends forty is the promo code. We love our friends at Farm to Fork. All of our local sponsors who help this show tick, and you. The listener, we honestly can't thank you enough for making us your first listen each and every day. It really helps keep the vibes high. And yep. as the chief vibe executives of cool. the Ottawa Senators, as one of the five-star reviews said recently on iTunes, <laughs> uh, we appreciate that wholeheartedly. And, and Ross, just a little tease. We got a new local sponsor coming up. We're going to get to them on Friday. We're stoked about that for sure. Full tease, full tease. Oh, you're going for the full tease. Okay. Well, hey, if you're doing that. Just a little tease. Maybe maybe look into that a little before uh, before we do our official ad. Oh, yeah. Sharp logo, too, there. Yep. All right, Pilsy. Tomorrow's game against Buffalo. Are you hoping that we get to see Craig Anderson one last time? Absolutely. I mean, that. this is what I've kind of um, driven imagine, home. <laughs> imagine going in a time machine and in 2011, someone saying, yeah, yeah. the year's 2023 and in April of 2023, Brian Elliott and Craig Anderson will play against the Ottawa Senators. And the Ottawa Senators will get wins up against both those guys. Oh! Um, but oh. this is what I've been driving home for the end of the season. Although it's technically meaningless, both games are eliminated. There there's, has been two... <laughs> what? What? Just like Belleville. Yeah. I, 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 oh! Um... There is really good storylines. There's still some juice to squeeze out of this season. You know what I mean? And uh, Craig Anderson's story is, is so crazy that uh, he's still going. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Uh, like, Ross, I, I don't even – I haven't played goalie in years myself, and I'm just at the young, spry age of 30. So I couldn't imagine doing this uh, 10 years later, especially at the National Hockey League level. So Craig Anderson, he deserves sick taps. And, Ross – this is poetic justice from the hockey gods. We didn't get to properly send off Craig Anderson due to the it's COVID season. Game, so yeah, I, I know, but like if there's one way that you can do it, at least this is some sort of way that we can see Craig Anderson off. I know it's not us sending him off, but we're we're there for that moment. Ring of honor next season or what? I, I got him in the ring of honor personally. I think uh, he's the he's the best goalie of this uh, franchise. If you want to argue that, you can just go look at any of the franchise leading stats, and that will show you pretty quickly where he's at with this organization. So I think ring of honor is a great spot for Craig Anderson. Yeah, and if you take away, and obviously you don't just take away numbers like that in in the stats or or whatnot, but the last years when the Sens were rebuilding, that was an absolute shooting gallery against him and if you take those out he had a 919 save percentage in his first 271 starts with ottawa like this guy was ridiculously consistent and i i as well hope that we get to see craig anderson especially because the curse is over pilsy brian elliott has completely eliminated the former Sens goalie curse allowing 14 goals in his last two games against ottawa it's over it's over uh vince carter verbal uh verbal gif it's over over nice um, we, we need some sort of uh graphic design where we can put the graphic up and then it like goes in flames yeah martian get on it i'll work on that i'm re- you you saw my uh goggle mock-up of my own picture i'm uh graphic design is my passion what did you uh which side of the argument are you on right before the break i said do you want to beat buffalo and end the season higher than them in the standings or do you want to keep them just one pick lower 
going into the draft. W. Give me that W, Ross. I want the win, especially the Buffalo Sabres. I, I want to see them go down in their last game. And then Craig Anderson, nice story. Hope to send them off, but uh, I don't want to see them get another win here. And, Ross, you will remember, we have a future bet on the Ottawa Senators uh, from the beginning of the season when the point total was set at 86 and a half. Not a math guy, but 85 plus 2, 87 is greater than 86 and a half. So cha-ching if that happens. So you know uh, me, I'm my mind's on my money. I'm thinking about those dollars here so I can get a little extra boost heading into the playoffs here. The Senators are back-to-back last game of the season champions. Hell yeah. Raise the banner. (laughs) Right with uh, Andy's ring of honor. Let's do it. They beat the Leafs in overtime 4-3 to end the COVID-shortened season. And then last year got the win in Philly 4-2, where Brady Kachuk hit goal number 30 with four minutes left, three and a half minutes left in the third period. He hit 30, and then with his empty netter, Austin Watson hit double digits with his 10th. So hilarious to look back at that last game of the Philadelphia season. And you look at the turnover in roster, and there's bound to be more. But, like, Chris Tierney played in that game. Adam Gaudet played in that game. Lots of uh, lots of names from Sens past have uh, have been in and out since then. And now you're looking at this team going into next season. I don't think the changes will have to be as drastic to compete, but certainly there will be some conversations had about what there needs to be done to improve the Ottawa Senators. We'll have that later on this week. Next week is going to be kind of a full eulogy week in terms of different storylines. We're going to reset the cap for next year. We're going to get in to RFAs, UFAs, what kind of contracts we'd look for, and the UFAs. Who do you want to see back, and who is it time to say thank you for your service? But it's time to move on. Pilsy, it looks like one RFA will get qualified, and that's Alex Debrinkit. No secret. It's not like you're just going to pay a first, second, and third rounder and then just say, thanks for your service. One year, appreciate it. Bye. Um, so they will retain his rights, as Pierre Dorian announced. They will qualify him at $9 million. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's pretty expected. Although, Ross, uh, we were talking before the show. I would say most people thought it was pretty obvious that Anthony DeClaire was going to receive a qualifying offer from the Sens, and they did not go that direction with him. Debrinkit has an agent, though, right? I think so. I think so, yeah. Uh, so that might be a difference there. But... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Alex Dabrinkit in this one as uh, that's going to be one of the biggest stories of the summer line. And he's got Arbrights. So as Dorian said, he cannot wait to get into an arbitration battle with Newport Sports once again, as he is very familiar with doing that. We'll see how it all lays out here. That's for sure. Yes. Wonderful. I can't wait to see what happens with Alex Dabrinkit because this guy, I mean, 21 and two when he scores there's no secret that that's a recipe for success but it's how often is he going to be able to find the back of the net that will really make this uh, a successful team if he does decide to stay now people are caught up on that nine million dollar number a little bit and again we'll have all summer well hopefully not all summer hopefully we'll have a little bit of the summer to to prognosticate what we're looking for in an Alex to contract but that nine million is just because it was the last year's salary. That's what he's been making this year, $9 million. But with that, you don't have to negotiate off of that number. However, if they do sign a long-term deal, Pilsy, I wouldn't be surprised if to kind of make him feel like he's getting that, 
if you bring the AAV down a little bit, maybe he makes 10 million next year and then seven, 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 and it's an eight by eight type thing. Cause I think Sens fans, I don't know about you, but for me, anything under 8.5, I would be very, very happy with anything over. I'd probably, I'd have to kind of, you know, grit my teeth a little bit at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at Ross. I I still, I've said it all along and I'm going to maintain it. I think the best route for both sides is a shorter term deal. I think I I don't love the idea of locking up to brink it for five plus years. I think it just straps your core in and then you're kind of stuck with who you got, even though, I believe in this core. I think you need some flexibility in some spots. And I think Alex Brinkett would be a guy that that would be a good uh, way to go there. But Ross, one thing I haven't heard uh, any whispers of, and I'm not suggesting this at all, but usually you get the odd whisper is, uh, would the Sens be concerned about an offer sheet with Alex Brinkett? Oh, if you sign it, you'd have to be committed to then coming to Ottawa. Like you wouldn't, right? If Ottawa matched it, you'd have to stay. Yeah. Long term, and that's something that you're not going to sign a short term offer sheet. That would be an easy match, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, if the offer sheet would get Ottawa more than they paid for Alex to bring it, like which was what a first, a second, and a third. Yeah, but I mean, different first round picks have different value, right? So if it's a team that's going to have a low first round pick, maybe it's a bit less than a seventh. But I don't know what the number is for compensation. But if it was four first round picks. Woo. Right then, then it would have to be a thought. But no, I mean, offer sheets are so few and far between. I'd be surprised. I, yeah, I'd be it, surprised. It's more of a fan fiction uh, topic to go with when you're talking about offer sheets, especially when guys are in the cap category and uh, compensation categories that Alex Debrinka would be in. Yes. So we will see here. Offer sheet calculator. Here we go. Four first round picks. It would have to be an AAV of over 10.5. So probably not. Um, the more realistic one here would be 8.4, okay. between 8.4 and 10.5. Two first round picks, one second round pick, and one third round pick. Okay, so that uh, you get an extra first round pick on that. Again, we're not suggesting that's what we're hoping for or anything. It's just uh, the offer sheets are are fun. They're fascinating because they don't happen that often. And it creates some interesting tension and drama between organizations like, I don't know, the Carolina Hurricanes and Montreal Canadiens that would have no reason to beef, but now there's something going on there. So we'll see what happens. I'm really excited to see what this summer holds because from an off-ice perspective, the ownership, uh, I don't want to call it drama, but you know, the story has kind of dragged on here a little bit. We're at page 450, but there's like no end page. We just keep flipping them. What's next? What's next? What's next? <laughs> as it's being written, but my God, if you watched any of that uh, Wrexham game yesterday, 96th minute penalty guy makes the save diving, save gets it with his fingertips. Like I want sends moments like that captured on camera. And then mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds interacting with the goalie after the game, like uh, that, that's, that's what uh, dreams are made of. So hopefully we get some of that with maximum effort uh, going into next season. But for now we've got tomorrow to look forward to, Mark Mathot will join the show tomorrow on Locked On Senators. We'll discuss. We'll get some Craig Anderson stories out of him. I feel like that's just apropos, yep. as the kids would say. Apropos, do we have it? Do we have a word of the day here? As the kids would say, I don't know, Ross. I'm not sure too many kids are saying apropos. <laughs> apropos, very appropriate to a particular situation.
Oh yeah, those kids are always tossing that out there on on the internet. What's the word? Apropos. Any final thoughts today, Pelzi? Final thoughts for me are. Uh, it's it's sad that the season is coming to a close, but a whirlwind. Yeah, this has been an incredible season. The ups and downs uh, have been insane this year, but for once the the future isn't that little white dot at the end of the tunnel. Like we're we're almost through the tunnel, and, and the light is very obvious here as this team's roster seems pretty set, and I'm fired up, and even. Outside of the Ottawa Senators, I'm a hockey fan, so round one is is like my Christmas. I love round one, so I'm fired up for that. My final thoughts, and I teased it, so thank God I'm here with the answer. Jeff Skinner against Ottawa okay. will play his 931st NHL game. He has zero playoff games. He, I thought he snuck into the playoffs once with the Hurricanes. Wow. Zero. So he's going to hit a thousand next season. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. Tough. I feel bad. He was like one of the best players in my age group. You know, he quit hockey for three years just to figure skate. I mean, his skating is pretty sweet, and he can still score. So, yeah, very that's interesting. interesting move. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got a lot of summers to practice whatever he wants. <laughs> yep. Twelve straight year without Buffalo playoffs. So, Sens fans, six sucks. It sucks, especially for a team that's just been used to playoffs for my entire childhood from 1997 through 20, uh, 2013. Okay. 2014 was there when the streak broke, right? Yeah. Yeah, they made the playoffs every year there. Then they alternated for a couple. But, yeah, six straight years without making playoffs. It sucks. But you know what? It could be worse. We could be Buffalo. Yeah. Never go full Buffalo. And for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.